welcome to By the Fire podcast, where I, Kenya host, take you through mythical tales and creatures from across the black diaspora. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You know what? Yes. Season three. It has been a long time coming and I always have these long breaks after Christmas, but I'm glad to say we're back with season three and I've got really cool things to share on the podcast some extra content for those on my mailing list and some extra extra content for those who subscribe to my Kofi but we'll get to that in the end today I'll be talking about legendary creatures of the earth and I thought I'd talk about these earth creatures because one thing that strikes me about mythology is how there are creatures who are a nice companion for humans And there are creatures who we should probably stay away from and those sort of in the middle. So in terms of our friendly creatures, these are creatures who exist to aid humans through the knowledge of how to use natural elements, for example, you know, how to use firewood or how to, I don't know, use the winds, harness the winds to make electricity. And I'll be talking about a few of those in this episode. And then however, on the other side is we have enemies of humans and they are foes who humans shouldn't associate with for a number of reasons for example some may have protective features that prevent humans from bothering bothering them or taking their space which is you know fair enough fair enough um animals do it now so why not mythical creatures and then others other creatures may just have a completely chaotic evil mindset as in their whole mo is to just cause distress to others so i'll be talking about a few examples in this episode as i mentioned a bit briefly there are those in the middle who are neutral and i think for me the neutral creatures are those who have a mission and a purpose but are very objective they just they just um their purpose they just do it just because that's their aim and it isn't necessarily to help humans but it isn't um the goal isn't to cause harm for us either and a neutral example that i'd want to talk about is um this is the creation by loa and so particularly loa who these creation figures are part of of the mythology of the Saro people who live in southeast of Lake Chad. And if you want to hear more about that, I would suggest you subscribe to my Kofi, K-O-F-I. Look out for By the Fire podcast, where I'll be uploading an extra few minutes where I'll be talking about this creation and how these creation figures are neutral in what they do. So the first friend I'll be talking about is Papa Boa, and he is from Trinidad and Tobago. He's also called Madrebra, and he is known as the father or protector of the animals that live in the forest. He's an old man who is very hairy, like an animal, and is usually only dressed in a pair of ragged trousers with a bamboo horn hanging from his belt. And the lovely thing about him, even though he's more of a friend to um, humans, he's still a protective figure, which is really nice. So he gets animals out of snares and treats sick animals at his habitat. He can turn himself into a form of a large stag or any other animal, as well as being able to observe hunters unnoticed. So 
what I think is interesting is that even though he isn't necessarily a friend to humans, um, he's more of someone who would observe hunters because the issue that we find today and even forever are people who overhunt for their own gain. So I see him, he's friendly neutral, maybe lawful good. Anyway, let me continue. He's usually very kind, but can be dangerous when crossed. He might even cast a spell on a bad hunter and turn him into a wild hog. So, he's your acquaintance until you mess with him. And you know what? I hear it. So the next friendly um, creature I'll be talking about is the Aziza. And they're a benevolent um, spirit who live in the forest. And they're from the Dahomey people of Africa, now known as the Fon people of Benin. So the Aziza are really small humans who have wings that resemble butterflies and they are so beautiful and their wings even have a magical light. Not only are they really tiny but they're supposedly very hairy. So these lovely creatures are have magic and they have the ability to channel supernatural energy to manipulate events and phenomena and with this ability they've actually been said to help hunters in the forest so they, t- they taught hunters how to use fire and help them with techniques they even shared the wisdom of medicinal herbs and plants as well as teaching about survival whilst navigating the forest the sad thing is that when humans realized how helpful they were and how useful they were they were actually start they actually started to become more greedy and sought them out even more and that and that caused the Aziza to retreat and become shy around humans which is why they tend to live in places such as ant hills and silk cotton trees which if you went all the way back to my introduction um episode that's when i talked about the silk cotton tree so it's interesting how the nature the greedy cruel nature of humans is shown in this um story of the aziza because you know the aziza were and still are technically friends of humans but humans tend to do the most and take advantage really of kindness and that's what leads Aziza people to retreat essentially no longer becoming friends and being pushed to becoming neutral okay so a foe I'm going to be talking about now is the Grootslang and he's a legendary cryptid which is an animal whose existence or survival is disputed and he's from South Africa and his name means great snake he's also found in Benin so the gods originally made it to be as strong cunning and intelligent as them but then they saw that they actually made a mistake as they saw that the animal that that they made could be so cruel so they split them up and turned them into snakes and elephants what we have today however one escaped being changed by gods and slid it away into a deep dark hole where no light or god could ever reach and there it hid from its creators and lurks there to this very day, the Grootslang. So as I mentioned before, judging by how its mitosis forms a snake and an elephant, you can 
understand that its physical appearance consists of a huge elephant-sized serpent. It's got a huge snake body with an elephant head, according to the Benin people. And the Nama people actually made paintings on the rock walls with a large ser- of a large serpent with horns. It's thought to devour elephants by luring them into its cave, and it actually uses its falls to protect the diamonds that are in the cave from people. So like I mentioned before, foes, a reason why a creature might be a foe is because it's using its um, ability to protect one a thing from humans, which is an example here. And natives even say that it's a spirit snake, and anyone who encounters it is actually overcome by a sense of evil. Now, despite their loss for cruelty, you can actually bargain for your freedom as a human if you find yourself trapped in its snare by offering the beast enough precious gems. So it's quite interesting that they have a currency for diamonds. Okay, so the final foe I'm going to be talking about today is the Tokolosh and he's a dwarf-like creature who's thought to be mischievous and to an extent evil in nature from South Africa and the name is thought to be from the Hossa origin but it's used by other people in South Africa so it's thought to have a hairy body with a gremlin-like appearance and gouged out eyes and the Tokolosh is said to speak with a lisp and is usually naked but sometimes wears a cloak. So the way such a creature is created is after removing its eyes and tongue from a full-sized corpse. The corpse is then said to shrink after a heated iron rod is thrust into its skull, which is disgusting. Life and obedience is then breathed into the creature by means of a secret powder blown into its mouth. However, whatever method is used to create a tokolosh, the prize includes the death of a relative within a year because spirits don't give freely. If you're prepared to create an unnatural person, you must also be prepared to destroy a natural one. So when this creature is controlled by an evil sorcerer, it's then seen as a completely chaotic person, chaotic thing. So it can be... It can be seen as mischievous, however, it's only really bad when controlled by an evil sorcerer. It can scare children, cause illness, and to an extent, even death. And it can even make itself itself invisible by swallowing a pebble. So the way a person can keep it away is by putting a brick between each leg of your bed. However, only a nanga, which is a witch doctor, has the power to actually banish it. The way that happens is the witch doctor can manufacture a magical substance made from the body of a dead tokolosh and by sprinkling the substance at the rear entrance of a cattle kraal, the witch doctor can then trap and paralyse the tokolosh. It therefore becomes invisible and can be killed. Sellers of muti, which is traditional medicine, actually have shops across South Africa and they often advertise and sell products used to protect against this being. And these products actually include a concoction also made from tokolosh fat, which should be smeared on the skin as a repellent. It's actually said that you can recognize the genuine product by the cold mark that it leaves, that it leaves on your skin. So there was a sighting in 
April 4th, 1999, where a strange find was found in the car of thieves who were arrested in Grootville, Natal. And in the car, the police found a skull on a plate. And in the skull was a piece of meat. And that was actually food for Tokolosh that the thieves thought were protecting them. Speaking of crime, there was a man called Elifasim Zomi who was actually known as the axe killer and he's said to have been influenced by Tokolosh who led him on an 18 month killing spree from August 1953 until he was finally reprimanded in 1955. That's actually a really scary thought to have. Um, there are a lot more cases where people were thought to be influenced by the evil spirit that is the Tokolosh and if you want to hear about those subscribe to my mailing list I will be sending a video of me talking about it next week I hope you enjoyed this episode um the idea of friend versus foe didn't really come to me at first it came to me as I was recording um but it was really just nice to just compare the two kinds of creatures that we have in black mythology um the creatures who are benevolent to us and the others who are malevolent and you know they're all valid and they all have a place in folklore but it's also just good to know who to stay away from um who to not tempt and the ones that you can work together in harmony with what i find interesting about the latter the ones who are supposedly our friends is that again it was technically humans who either pushes them into neutrality like um the aziza or humans can also cause friends to become foes by their cruel actions so i think it's interesting that these characters aren't fitting these creatures don't fit into a box of simply friend, simply foe. They are, um, there is nuance to it. You know, same with the Tokolosh as well. It's evil when it's controlled by a sorcerer, but it's only mischievous. So if anything, it's like, or chaotic neutral, if it's just left to its own devices. So really human input, always makes things worse and i'm not surprised be sure to rate and follow on spotify and apple podcast and leave a review if you like it i really do appreciate um everything that you say every comment and you can also listen on soundcloud and youtube use the hashtag btfpod so we can continue the conversation online and i look forward to you joining me for the next episode next two weeks and be sure to also follow on by the fire underscore pod pod on instagram twitter and tiktok as well as by the fire podcast on facebook be sure to as i've mentioned previously but be sure to support on my ko-fi i have different membership tiers where you'll be able to see cool things like behind the scenes videos extra video content and i now have a mailing list so join my mailing list if you're not at the stage where you want to donate some money you can still support my mailing list um on www.bythefirepodcast.com forward slash subscribe and there you can get a little bit extra 
videos Kofi you do get a lot more but you know my mailing list gang they still get some cool stuff as well if you have a creature or folklore you'd like to hear or would like to be a guest on the show feel free to email by the fire at bythefire.mail at gmail.com you can also send a submission on my website um again www.bythefire.podcast.com if you scroll to the bottom there's a little box where you can submit any ideas and yeah thank you for joining me on the first episode of season three bye